imagine being on your deathbed and like you, you're, you're blessed with a moment to properly reflect. Like you've got your family and your kid or whatever around you. And in that moment, think about how you've lived. Imagine in that moment going, oh, I should have done that completely differently. There wouldn't be more of a letdown. You know, you'd probably want to die at that point. The way you get to that point and look back and smile knowing, well, I was absolutely myself. Yeah. I did all the things I really yeah. wanted to try and I connected with the people yeah. and whatever it is for you. The way you get to have that being your truth is from the decisions we make today. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. When is the last time you thought about what is important to you? Like what's really important to you? Today I'm here with a guest who helps others really think about what's really important to them. He's a keynote speaker. He is the founder of 100 Things. Sebastian Terry is here with me today and I'm so pumped for this conversation. Hi. Hi. I was going to answer your question. I didn't realize it was rhetorical. Oh, uh, yeah. He said, oh, when was the last time? And I was like, oh, well, actually. And then I, you were doing an intro. So you run around helping people think about what's important to them, right? Yeah, I, I love that. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I like to think I would encourage people or be a, you know, whether they meet me in person or however it might be on a stage or a book or whatever, that they think, oh, I could I want to feel good too. Yeah. And what does that mean to me in and out of the workplace? And I, I think it's a great conversation to have. It's a great conversation to have. How did this all start for you? Uh, well, I mean, I never thought I would you know, be on a podcast or, or do any of the other things I do professionally now. But yeah, I actually, I, well, I lost a friend about 15 years ago. Um, it was after high school. I was traveling through Canada. I had no direction. Um, I had at that point a degree. And I remember getting my degree and at graduation, just feeling super underwhelmed and I just felt lost. So I went backpacking overseas and then I was there and yeah, I lost a friend. I, I, I got a phone call in the middle of the night and, you know, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but I, yeah. I, I, I kind of like had this moment where I thought about his life. Cause I think death sparks reflection, right? For sure. Um, of the deceased and, and then of yourself mm -hmm. and, and your situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember just thinking of Chris, my friend, I was like, well, if he had another 24 years, would he do it the same way? Or would he change anything, everything? And I don't think he would have changed that much. And then I flipped that hypothetical on myself and just wondered, well, if I look at all the things I've done to today, um, would I smile if today was my last? And I realized I wouldn't. And it was a big moment for me. I was like quite confronting. And I thought, well, what would I, what would I do different? Yeah. And then I got a piece of paper and a pen and I just started listing things that I would, would like to say that I did or tried. And, and I guess that was kind of the beginning of my list. And I just dropped everything in my life to pursue that list of odd, abstract, quirky, weird, meaningful, selfish, selfless things. Just a whole, you know, um, collection. Yeah. And, um, that accidentally sparked something far bigger, uh, which I'm super proud about. So it's not, my story isn't just about me anymore. Yeah. Um, it's about this sort of collective and, and a lot of people are part of this uh, movement, if you will. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a good movement. Oh, so good. I mean, come on. So you're speaking everywhere, it feels like. Yeah, I like, have been. I see you on stages, planes constantly, the book. It's popping off. Like, when did you write this? Oh, that book's so old. This is, can I grab this? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wrote this in like 2011. Okay. So I don't even look vintage. The same. I, I don't this is it. vintage. Yeah. We need an upgrade cover. Yeah, okay. we do. Yeah. I look yeah. like a little fat child there, which is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it was all accidental. It was, I, I just didn't mean, I, I didn't mean it to be a thing. I just wanted to be happy. Uh, and then along the way, media started following me and people would start emailing me and it just, it just grew, it, for some reason it got traction and I think it 
was because a lot of people saw themselves in me, in my journey. Absolutely. Because I was just being very honest. You know, I don't feel good. I want to feel better. So I'm just doing these things. And people would say, well, I want to do that too. And if you can do it, why can't I? So then I kind of changed my, I had a, I love writing. So I, I had a blog back in the day when people did blogs. Love it. And uh, yeah, and then people started sending me their lists. And so I changed the site and I allowed people to put their own lists on. And then someone asked me to help them one time. I'm sort of fast forwarding through a lot here, but uh, a guy called Mark in Australia and he was a quadriplegic. He wasn't always that way. He got bitten by a tick. I was backpacking in Gre- uh, Italy. Uh-huh. And yeah, it stole him a visibility to move. He can't speak, can't move, you know, everything. It's quadriplegic. And he wanted to do a half marathon. And he saw me give an interview in Australia on TV um, where I'm a huge deal. Um, and I, I'm joking. And um, he, I'm like, I think you no, probably no, are. No, yeah. no. Um, and then, yeah, he asked me to push him. So I pushed him in this, in this half marathon. Best thing I've ever done in my life, by far. And the, in fact, if I talk about this on stage, people just burst out crying because uh-huh. there's so much context and beauty in this idea of connection. Amen. Because yeah. we all want to connect yes, with each other. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm sort of babbling now, but it just, it, it's grown into something far bigger. Lots of people around the world are achieving goals, helping people with goals. It looks as though we've just found a kidney for someone who needs a kidney, two, two strangers. I mean, yeah, it's bizarre. So and, you help people. So you start making this list. You start living the list and then showcasing that. So basically taking people on the journey with you. Yeah. Through blogging, through social media. Yeah, but like I, I didn't I didn't film half of it because I I didn't I'm not that way inclined. I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but over t- so then I get an email and someone said, Would you write a book? And I was like, Oh, sure. So then that got like translated and then I would do, you know, uh, ESPN would get in touch. Like, can we do a documentary about you? And I was like, well, sure, of course. Then I, someone said, would you speak for my company? Uh, and I said, okay. And I loved it. And so I do a lot of that now. And it grew into a show. I had a reality show here in the US. That's why I'm here. I, I filmed a reality show five years ago based on me helping complete strangers achieve things. And it was, it was incredible. I mean, I, I would have done it for free. Um, they paid me, which is nice, but- What was it called? 100 Things. Okay. Yeah, so this thing, I mean, I just, li- you know, like I had a yeah. notebook at one point and I just wrote 100 Things and then just started doing my, and, and it, yeah, it suddenly was on, on a book. And I, I, so yeah, it's all happened really organic. And my narrative for years has been, oh, well, isn't that nice? Isn't that a lovely accident? Which it is, but only in honesty, the last two years, I've just really seen like the impact it makes. And I'm thinking about it more, strategically, uh, like almost like an adult, like, right, yeah. if, if I can create this much impact accidentally, wh- what could I do if I really put my effort into it? And so that's why, you know, I'm starting to show if I'm on a stage, which, you know, as you say, like yeah. I've been really busy with it lately. Yeah. Um, so that's my story. This is amazing. Yeah. So what, okay, like I have a thousand thoughts going on right now. So like, what does your family say to you? Like when all of a sudden like Seb's doing all this stuff like were they like do you need you need money were they like what are you doing or did they support you um uh so when I I was I left on my 28th birthday to start this I'm 41 and three quarters now and um and I I had my list it was very clear to me I mean, you know, people will talk about like, having a lightning bolt moment. Like right. as soon as I realized I just want to be happy, that, that was it. I just wanted to be happy. I wrote my list. It was clear as day that I needed to drop everything to go and do it. Um, so I just told people close to me, including my family, oh yeah, I'm, I'm on my 28th birthday. I'm leaving to pursue a list. I'm going to go to Las Vegas and marry a stranger. And then I'm going to visit an inmate on death row. And then I'm going to you know, do all the other things. And no one supported me really. My best friend thought I was stupid. Um, my, my dad actually said, he's kind of a bit of a rogue. He's a maverick in his own right. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like, okay, yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, my mum basically said, don't do it. That makes no sense. You should get a job in the city. Um, f- interestingly, three months into it, I'd suddenly done a lot of these things on my list. And I called her, and I was in the US actually, and I said, hey, mum, you know, I've, I've, uh, I just took on a world champion, which was number 21 on my list, I think. I went to Burning Man, which was number 11. Uh, I did all the, and, and she went silent. And then she said, when are you going to come home and get a job? And we had an argument and we hung up on each other. So I didn't, I didn't really get to a point where I felt completely supported yeah. until 
sort of relatively recently, but unfortunately mm. my mum's got Alzheimer's now. Sorry. And uh, she doesn't uh, know what I do. But I, yeah, look, I think she'd support me. I think mm. my dad um, supports me too. Like, oh, I did, look, now is, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, really yeah. lovely because you see that there's a really good impact. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and for those people who really care about money, yeah, it generates money as right. well. Right, um, So that kind of keeps those people happy too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, I'm happy and I was happy from the moment I made the decision to do it. Okay, this is some sage advice because so many people watching, listening to this right now, like they want to do that thing, but they are so afraid of what people think of them. And like you just did it. You just leaned in and you're like, this is what makes me happy. Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, It was, it was, it, it really was at the moment when I, I was in Canada, I was 25 I got the phone call saying that my friend had passed. I remember putting the phone down, sitting on the floor, and then just thinking, as I said, about his life. And I just, the, the, the particular thing I thought was, what could be more important than feeling happy? What, what could be more important than That's that? so true. And I, I mean, I'm not saying it for effect. It was such a beautifully simple thought that fundamentally changed my life. Mm. And that was it. Mm. Yeah, I haven't looked back since. I've never doubted it. There's been no jeopardy. I haven't ever thought, oh, what if I, 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 I'm just feeling good and I feel like I'm living on purpose and I'm passionate mm. about my life and yes. I really think there's a ripple effect to that too. Yes. I think if you, I actually just been thinking about this recently too. So I feel like as people, as humans, we're like we're very social creatures. Yeah. And I think that without sounding woo-woo, I think we uh, transfer some sort of energy to one another, you know, even through just having empathy. Like if I laugh hysterically, you'll laugh. Everyone here might laugh. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more, if I cry, you'll be sad. You may even cry. If I yawn, you'll yawn. It's, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, if I act with passion, you will feel inspired yeah. to act with passion. And so that's kind of what I talk about mm. now. Um, and yeah, it, but the, here's the thing. Even if I wasn't on a stage or I didn't have a book where, you know, I look like a fat child or if I wasn't like, if I wasn't on a stage, I, I, any of that stuff, I, I would still be doing it. Yeah. I'd still be doing it. This is, yeah. th- it's lovely that this, was, this has happened. Yeah. But yeah, it was just very clear to me. I just wanted to feel good. And I think that's the commonality with people. Mm-hmm. We all want to feel good. We all want to feel mm. like we're doing something on purpose. We all seek growth and yeah. we all seek connection, which mm. is why we're doing this. Yeah. Because we wanted to connect and yeah. you want to connect with an audience. And I mean, yeah, it's such a beautiful message. And I, I truly believe like when someone is in their essence and they're just, they're just themselves, I think it's so intoxicating when someone is truly who they're meant to be and there's no edits and they're just flowing and it, yeah. it gives other people permission to do the same, Completely. you know, it's just like, you just set up a little different and you're like, okay, like I just want to be more myself. And I mean, really that's the message you bring and that's what you're doing. Yeah. I, admittedly, I just had a coffee, which I, it's been like rocket fuel, but uh, I too. think like, so I, I think what you said is perfect. Yeah. So if, if I do a Q and A or if I get an email and, and questions come my way. One of the questions is, you know, it, it, will you, what's going to happen when you die? Like, what, no, sorry. What's going to happen when you do your 100 things? Um, is that the secret? Did you think that it would take hundred things to be happier? And, and I think I did at first. I thought, well, once I do my list of 100 things, then I'll be happy. And of course I've learned that that's not how it works. Right. It's you, you can choose happiness right yeah. now. It might take a little bit to get there, but you can. And I actually think that, well, I don't know. I don't know if anyone actually knows this, but I certainly feel as though if you're able to work out who you are, which I think takes time, and I, and I think you know having a list of meaningful goals allows you to, to, to venture further towards knowing that, I think if you figure out who you are and you can just authentically be yourself in any situation, that's living a good life. Amen. I, I really think I so. I think so too. Yeah. It's in its peace. Yep. And that's happiness. And you're, you're just not putting on masks. Completely. People put on masks. Well, here's another thing. This is very random, I'd say this. but So I'm single, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in LA, I think everyone is. And yeah. I'm on these apps, these uh, atrocious the swipe horrible swipe left, swipe right. I'm not kidding. So I made a decision, like I say it like it's a big thing. It's not, but I made a decision just to get off them the other day. Because yeah. I think when you're chatting to people, you're like, you're tr- like, what would they like? Like, right. okay, how can I appeal to this person? Right. The complete wrong way to think in life and definitely with love. Uh, and I, so I just got off the apps. I feel so much better. Again, it might yeah. be the coffee, but I feel yeah. so much better. Yeah. Yeah, just being yourself is all that matters. Yeah. It's all that matters. And the right people come into you. I'm surrounded by the best people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not by title, but just by character. They're just brilliant. Some of whom you know. Yeah. And I, I think it's only been possible because I'm being myself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. Am I yelling? Have I feel you, like I'm yelling. No, you're not okay, yelling okay. at all. I, I feel just as excited. See, this is the truth though. When someone brings their high frequency, like it causes the other person to do it. And so I'm like jiving. I'm like, I, I wanted to ask like, have you ever been catfished though? Uh, what, what's that when you, when like you were going to, you're going to meet someone and you're, and then you meet them in real, like you see them on the app. Oh yeah. You're like, Oh, she's cute. Have you ever like gone for the date and you're like, wait, is yeah. this the same chick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sad. But on that one, on that occasion that, that, that I'm trying to be really vague here. Uh, I caught up with this girl who was, uh, different to how she appeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, different. Um, we sat down. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I, so we just ended up having like a cup of tea. And, um, but she, she really opened up and she uh, shared this story. That, uh, anyway, she needed to talk to someone and, yeah. and I was happy to listen. You're a therapist. Yeah, we dated date. for three years. And, oh. No, no, we didn't. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, so it wasn't catfish. It yeah. was. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it probably was catfished. Yeah. Yeah, you were catfished. Mm. Anyways, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're off the app because you'll yeah. attract someone. You're going to, in your sphere, you're going to meet, you know. Yeah. All I need to do is get on uh, as many podcasts as I can yeah. and talk about it. Who knows? She could be watching right now. She's going to slide into the DMs. It's embarrassing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if she is, this means nothing. Yeah. Between Emily and Lucas, you're the professional. So, um, so what I want to know. So, you start speaking. When did you start speaking on stages? Uh, I, I can't remember. I think like, hmm. oh, I can't remember. I delivered a baby. It was on my list. It's number twenty-three. I can tell you that story too, if you yeah. like. But, but after that, it got it got like national news in Canada because it was such a weird story. It was so funny. Um, I want to tell you. Let me try and answer your question first. So that got known, and then someone said, "Would you come and talk at the travel show in England?" And and I and I just said yes. So I flew to England, spoke on a stage there, really liked it, and then I actually Googled. I liked it so much, and I got so much good feedback that I thought, "I wonder if this is like a job." So I Googled professional speaking, uh -huh. and it, it turned out there's a thing. There's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. So I and I was living in Australia then. I live in, in Venice now, in California, and um, if any single women who are watching, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I- I'll verify them. Yeah, yeah. if you could, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So then I I rang up an offer, a, a, a company in Australia, a speaking company, a bureau, and I said, hey, I gave a talk in England. Um, I really liked it. And I Googled you guys, and the guy on the phone, uh, his name's Barry, <laughs> he works for a company called ICMI, and okay. he, who's lovely, and now we're friends. Okay. But at the time, he said, "Well, you know how many people call me up a week to be a speaker? A hundred. Do you know how many of them make it to be a speaker? Minus seven. Yep. And I was like doing the math in my head, and I was like, "That's not good." Right. And then he said, "You need to be compelling and engaging and powerful and humorous and command the stage and have something to say and blah 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 blah." And at the end of the call, I was like, "Oh, I, okay. I guess I won't do that." So. Then a company contacted me and said, would you do a, a talk for us? Did a talk. And they said, we've actually got like 50 locations around Australia. Can you speak to all of them? So I did. So I just had this like beautiful platform to practice speaking. Yeah. And, and I fell in love with it immediately. Yeah. And yeah, that, and then it sort of, you know, took off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So did, did you go get practice? Or no. No, I, no. I just liked it. I, I love storytelling. Yeah. And uh, on my list also was to do stand-up comedy because I just wanted to get nervous. And so I did that. And the moment I spoke into the micro, I was so nervous. I was so nervous because, you know, you're, you're there. It's like a, a bar with like a red curtain. And, yeah. You know, um, I think, you know, smoke and stuff. I don't know if there was yeah. smoke, but like in my head there was smoke. And, yeah. Uh, I got up and the first word I said, I just, I just, again, I just fell in love with it. I, I knew, it's, it's going to sound so cheesy, I knew the minute I got on that stage and said something to the microphone, I was like, there's something here. And then when I got asked to speak, I got picked up by an agent to do stand-up comedy that night. It was very weird. And so I ended up doing comedy for like six months in Australia. Whoa. Just amateur, obviously. Yeah. But it was fun. And then by the time I was speaking, I was like, oh, this is fine. So, yeah, now I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just fortunate. I just love it. 
I love it. It's you so love good. it. Yeah. So it's contagious and you're good at it. So when you're giving your keynotes, are you adding in comedy? Yeah, it's basically an excuse to try and be funny for me. Whatever. Yeah, I, I have, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like being funny. I try to be funny. Yeah. And it works. It's, uh, you know, the funny, so actually me delivering a baby in Canada, the maybe the biggest laugh, it, it, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm being factual. Yeah. The girl who invited me to deliver her, the stranger who emailed me to say, I've been following your journey online, you can deliver my child. And I said, okay. I flew to her hometown in Canada called Regina. And it's, it's, it's like, it's just, I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I got in trouble once for saying that from a client, which is odd. Cause I was like, well, that's, that's actually how they say yeah, it. It's a, like it's Regina. A, yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I like having fun. I feel like we should, we said this before we started recording, like, should we have fun? And you're like, yeah, yeah. let's have like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And why can't you? Uh, right. This is the other, I've got like a pet peeve about this if you don't mind please i feel today's the day no, i let this I'm, out yeah i love this so this world of like self-help personal development what have you people being honest people with authority having something to say about mental wellness or living life or bio whatever it is yeah there's just this like for me this nauseating sense of seriousness like why can't people laugh you are so spot on thank god we just been... were having this conversation yeah because it's like or the you feel like you have to be so perfect or it's oh. like no, you, you're preaching one thing, but you never show like you have a bad yeah. day or a bad moment or yeah. it, it's just this false yeah. freaking thing that's put out there yeah. and everybody else watches it and they watch the thought leaders and they think like, man, I must just be like really screwed up. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not that perfect. Or, yeah. And I, so it's a, I think it's both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, I think there's obviously a place to being yeah. serious and yeah. Blah, blah, but yeah, yeah. Have a laugh. Yeah. What? Have you know? fun. Yeah. Cause that's being human too. Yeah. And people, I, I actually, it, it, I get a lot of people asking me about speaking. Oh, what, what are, do you have any tips? Yeah. And I always just say, be funny. I just say, yeah. be, be yourself. Start with a joke yeah. and know your content yeah. and practice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so good because so many people watching this, they're either like having podcasts or they want to be speakers. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've coached a lot of people to speak and they, they get very robotic. And I'm like, no, 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 be yourself. Like yeah. you're, you're you on stage. Like yeah. You don't need to be another person here. Yeah. They think they need to go into like a role, like an acting role. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. I, 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 I yeah, I, I feel like I have to tread lightly. But yeah, I think that there's a role, a, a, a space to being yourself. Yeah. There has to be a space to yeah. being yourself. Otherwise you do just become part of this echo chamber of seriousness and, and the same things being said. And, and uh, this is why you stand out, Seb. Ah. Because truly you're leaning into who I believe God created you to be in your yeah. essence and like no F's given. Yeah. Like you're just rolling with it yeah. and that stands out. Because again, it's not just the echo chamber, the same thing recycled over and over again. Yeah. So when you're writing your speeches, like, you know, cause I just uh, found you not too long ago and then I'm watching you on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, he's getting on a plane and he's talking to Google oh, yeah. and Microsoft and he's talking to, like, you're going all over the place. Are you doing different speeches? Do you tailor it based on the client? Yeah, so I never used to. So here's the secret. So we're both part of this group, Impact Eleven. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're you know a speaker development group, right? Yeah. So I've I've been involved with them for maybe a year and a half. Um, before then, so for ten years of speaking or eleven years of speaking or something, uh, I I was just I was very again fortunate because people get in touch and say, would you speak for us? And I say yes. So in Australia, I, you know, I worked a lot with all the bureaus. It's a much smaller market, and you know, like people knew of me there. Uh, and I just took that for granted. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I do it. If I was on a briefing call, so for anyone who's speaking, yeah. uh, you know, you'll have a briefing call. And yeah. the client will say, okay, so this is like a sales summit or this is an end of year, whatever, yeah. it might be, whatever the purpose is. This is our brief. This is our theme. This is what we want out of the event. And I used to just I'd not even listen. I used to just be like, oh, yep, no worries. Get on stage, tell my story because the story is great. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Right. I, I was lost. I decided to do something. I did it. Galvanized a global community. Now we're helping people. I was like, well, that's magic. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I love that as the core, but I never used to think, well, okay, they want to talk about culture or improving performance or mental wellness in the works. I never used to care. Now I do. So yeah. I listen, I've learned this from impact 11. I'm embarrassed to say that as someone yeah. who's been speaking for so long, but it's only been the last year and a half, two years where yeah. 
I've tailored talks. So I do. I tailor every talk. My backstory is, of course, the same. That's the mm -hmm. foundation. Mm -hmm. But I can go into you know, deeper parts if it's you know, about passion or purpose or mental yeah. wellness or building healthy culture or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all, it's all uh, different. I'd say there's like 20% you can play with yeah. and the 80% is, is similar. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's so good. What's your pregame ritual before you go on stage? Um, I usually uh, I, I get on a dating app for half an hour before. <laughs> no. See who's available. And I have never joked about this before. Like, it feels fun yeah. though. Yeah, you're backstage. You're like, meh. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, what's my pre routine? Uh huh. I don't know if I have a particular thing. Do you get nervous? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's another thing, actually. A lot of people ask about that. I, I, so yeah, I get nervous. Most people think I wouldn't, uh, and that if you're, they think that um, people like me, whatever that means, uh, are fearless, you know. And it's like it's, it's not true. You don't get rid of it. It's always there. You just process yeah. it as you yes. know differently. Yes. Yes. So no, I still get nervous, and I, I process that differently. I always have to go to the, run to the bathroom like two minutes. So, so do stage. I. And you're mic'd up, and you're like, yeah, turn, yeah. The, turn the microphone off. Yeah, and you want to lose it down yeah. the toilet. Yeah, I know. Um, too much. And yeah. uh, <laughs> what else? No. So, so the other, I did a talk in. Um, where was I? San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. And I got to the venue and it was, I got there the night before and I just peeked my head through the door and it was massive, like a beautiful stage. Um, I think maybe like a thousand people or something yeah. seats at this point. Yeah, so it's empty. good size. And I thought, oh, I should get this filmed. So I found a, um, I just like quickly found a guy local called Fern who was a videographer and he agreed to come. So he came in and then overnight I thought, oh, I should, uh, I should add some bits that I don't usually talk about for a yes. new speaking reel. Yeah, it's very yeah, important yeah. as a speaker to have a speaking reel. Yes, yes. So, and and I've recently kind of coined this phrase to myself, the passion effect. And I don't, I, there's, that isn't seen anywhere. I've never spoken about that specifically. Yeah. So overnight, I like, I wrote down what I thought would be a great opening to talk about the passion effect, rehearsed it for hours. Like I get quite obsessive with things like that. I couldn't sleep properly, woke up in the morning, went to the gym, was on the bike, just rehearsing it, went into the pool, was just, you know, rehearsing it. Got on stage and because it was being filmed, like, well, this is the opportunity. So I did it. I nailed it. Like, it was great. But I didn't even think about the audience. It was really weird. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it's, yeah. it's interesting to me at least. Got on the stage, all these people in there, and I just knew where the camera guy was. I knew where I wanted to, like, deliver the thing, yeah. this, and where yeah. I wanted to be yeah. position-wise. Uh, and then as soon as I did it, and it took about two minutes, which was quite long, but I wanted to make sure I got the audio bite mm -hmm. in there. Um, I then went, oh, hey, everyone, how are you? And it was just, it, was, it wasn't good, actually. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure it was fine, as, yeah. but just internally, I didn't even think about the audience. And you've right. got to, because that's why yeah. you're there. Yeah. It's another thing about speaking. You're not there just to talk about yourself. Yeah. You're, like, it's not... It's you're, not that you're great. You're, you're trying to ignite something. In them. In them. And not think so much yeah. about yourself. The next thing I did, yeah. and you're not going to believe how good I am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I've totally done that before. Yeah. And if I'm not careful, I'm so much in my ego where it's like, stop. Like, this is yeah. about them. How are you going to transform them? Stop caring so much about you and your stuff and whatever. But yeah. I get it because you're like, camera guy, real, new thing. Got to hit this. Let's go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you don't matter. Yeah. You're, you're almost the least significant person in there. The, you are. The, the, you're, you're in there because of everyone else for them. Yeah. You're, you in know. In service to them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's an interesting tweak, I think, on, yeah. on, on approaching it too. Yeah. That's really how I've built my whole brand is in service. Yeah. And that's how I figure out what to write, content. Yeah by asking the community, what do you need? What do you want? What's going on? What do you need? What do you want? What's going on? Yeah. And then it's just like, I come at it from the perspective of I'm here to serve you. Yeah. So what can I do? And it feels like it makes me feel invincible versus being so internal yeah. and about me. Yeah. And I just think it's just such a good way to speak, to do branding, all that. Speaking of branding, you're yeah. good at, you're good at it. Someone else said that. I, I, don't know if I am, but yeah, yeah. you are. Okay. Yeah. It, because it's who you are. I like your ring, by the way. I just Thank noticed you. that's quite big. Yeah. It's from a, a, a cool company. We'll link it. And they're... they're <laughs> I mean, all, it just caught my eye. I just yeah. thought I should say something. And they're all about being unique. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but that's... Okay, I need a, I need a jam on Do this. Do we edit things like that out? No. We just... No. Great. Good. I think... Oh, no, it's great. Um, personal branding. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I teach mm. personal branding. Oh. And I always say... 
personal branding is who you are. It's not even your, your niche. Like I know a hundred things is what you're known for, but your personal brand is who you are. Yeah. Right. And so this is why, and when you follow Seb online link, what's your Instagram? Tell the, um, I can't remember. Seb. Oh, uh, Seb 100 things. Yes. There you go. Okay. It's clearly like, it's just you jamming. It's you yeah. and your cute van. Yeah. Oh yeah, can I drove you, that here today. Yeah, can you tell them about your van? Please? Number 90 on my list was get my dream car. And it's a 1979 VW Combi, as we call it in Australia, a, a so micro bus. Cool. Uh, it's the best. It is, it is the best. It just makes me feel good every time I see it. When I drive, it's bright red with a white roof. Uh, it's got like a, like a stone wheel like that. And when I drive it, people just smile. It is the best. And people come up to me and will say, oh my God, this reminds me of my granddad. Or I traveled in this with my family when I was a kid. Uh, not my particular one, um, yes. just their one. And it's, it makes me so happy. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. It, so it's your brand though, because it's yeah. who you are. Well, Have the, you thought a lot about that consciously? Only recently and, and not in much depth. So yeah. for, for 11 years, God, this is so interesting. So Emily, thank goodness we're doing a podcast. So I, for 10, 11 years, however many, I'm really bad with time, but a while, I, it was always a hundred things. Like I was the hundred things person. I had my list of a hundred things and my website was a hundred things.com and, and whatever else. And then I started like, you know, like believe it, I would show up as the hundred things person. Um, and then only recently, to be completely honest, as I've tried to really like, uh, can I use a corporate term on the yeah. show? double tap on the speaking uh -huh. like that yeah um, Ooh, that's good uh, i was like well am i the hundred no i'm i'm sebastian like I, I you know that's like you say that's my brand that's my personal brand yeah. right so i have thought about this recently and i've got to say in the last this year so we're talking four months now uh i've just started to really uh, embody being myself ah. and I used to think like I only post about certain things or talk about certain right. things as the guy within the framework of 100 things yeah and it's just not true I did the most ridiculous post yesterday uh, I met this uh, I don't sleep that well I've got an aura ring that's trying to help me out yeah and um and it's working okay but I was complaining to this lady this poor lady I met in a cafe in Austin just bumped into her I was chatting to her yeah and she I was telling her this and she said oh I can help you out so she works for uh, what was the name of the company? I can't, I can't, her name was Ashley at least. Okay. And she said, I can help you out. I'm going to send you two pillows. So she sent me these two pillows. I got them about a week ago and I've never slept, slept so well in my life. And so you I don't know the name of the pillows? Oh or do God, you? it's um, uh, Peacock Alley. Oh. Have you ever heard of Peacock Alley? No. Neither would I. Peacock Alley. Peacock Alley. Okay. Her name's Ashley. We'll link it. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just did a post yesterday just to say thank you to her. And I just did a post of me lying in my bed. Um, clothed yeah. and I was like in the day Sorry, by the way. Okay. and I was just like that's weird I would never have done that previously. Yeah. but why not because you've got to be yourself yeah I mean you have to be yourself and this right? is the key yeah. to personal branding and and yeah. I, I really believe people are boring if they only show yeah. again like me doing this thing and that's, and that's what I see with yeah. like a lot of old thought leaders or older or yeah. wiser okay but it's just it's so boring I'm yeah. like no, 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 show me the realness, like of who you are and like that you're human. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm the king of, of not being able to finish off quotes or, or reference who they're from. Yeah. So I'll do it again. Okay. There's this quote that I don't quite know. And I don't know who said it, but I like it. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, do you get that? Are you, is everyone with me? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I am not, so this is, it's starting now. If I can remember it, <laughs> um, God, this is such a build-up. Uh, I know. I am not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Exactly. You, you did good. Yeah, yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. What does that mean? No. Yeah. So I, I like it because it suggests that we don't actually, we're not present. Yeah. We just think about how we're being perceived. perceived and all we, the time. We're assuming what you might think of me and that's yeah. an assumption. Yeah. And it just takes us one step further away from being ourselves. Oh. And, and it's true. Social media is the worst thing for this. And it's like the worst. It's point. like you're not even doing it for you. Yeah. And and back to dating. By the way, are you kidding? Like it's the it's just, everyone's just trying to be the, the be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and put up a front. Yeah. And so it's just nice to drop into a con. It's just nice. It's nice to actually just have a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's exhausting. Yeah. It is because you're pretending and yep. you're not living in your truth. Yeah. And then everyone, and then someone sees someone doing something well, whatever that is, whoever it might be. And they're like, well, I should just emulate that. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. You can take tips and concepts, yeah. and, but be yourself. And, yeah. and, 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 and I mean, I speak about that. Yeah. If you are yourself and you can find passion in the things that you do mm-hmm. professionally, personally, not only will you transform yourself, you'll be the spark for collective change as well. And I just think that's such an important thing, whether you think about your family, whether you think about your, your yes. friendship circles, your community, yes. or your business. Yeah, it's the key. So what's your... I want to say morning routine, but having this mindset, are you very mindful of what you consume, who you consume, how that all goes down for you? I think so. Uh, I'm also sort of like anti things and fads. And And routines. Yeah. As soon as someone says, what's your morning routine? Yeah. You didn't, but I'm just, I just go the other way and go, well, that's what I kind of meant. Yeah. Like, so I'll give you my thing is like, I don't consume a lot of other people's stuff because as a woman in business who I really just try to, for me, like God is really important to me. My faith is and in praying and meditating, whether that's the middle of the day, all day, you know, morning, whatever, it doesn't, whatever. And I don't like to consume a lot of people's stuff because I don't want to become like other people yeah, and I don't like to get in my head or do you know what I'm saying? 100%. Well, yeah, I think so almost two different things here. I'm with you with the consumption of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I, cause I like to have original thought. Uh, but with that said, I mean, it's not to say that you can't read other people's stuff yeah. and be inspired and think, yeah. Oh yeah, that has helped me shape my own thought actually. Yeah. So I, I think that has happened on occasions too. But but to a routine, I don't really have one necessarily. Although I crave, I do crave routine when I'm on the road, which I've been. So for the last week or two weeks, I've been back home in LA. I'll get up. There's been no way I surf. There's been no ways. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, you surf. Yeah, but I haven't been for two weeks okay. because there's no way. So I've been jumping in the water though. It's freezing. It's great. Yeah. I'll flick my sauna on before I go. Yes. So then I'll come back, jump in my sauna. I'll have a green tea. Um no more dating apps. Uh, yeah. So then I, yeah, I just like, chill, I just chill and then start working. But to be really candid, I've also found it, was I saying this to you off camera or have I said this on this already? I've found it hard transitioning back from being on the road, like, oh, yeah. you know, getting picked up in a nice Escalade and taken to a stage and like put on a stage, speaking to thousands of people, getting a, a standing ovation and then, and then you get off and then you, uh, I may have made up the standing ovation. You don't yeah. know. I, and then I get to, no, I did. Um, and then I get to a hotel and you fly somewhere else and the same thing happens. And it's great. It's so fun. Catch up with friends. You haven't yeah. seen them. But now I'm back in LA for, I think maybe two months. And I've got some, lo- I've got like a talk in Santa Barbara coming up yeah. in Palm Springs, which is just like day trips. Yeah. I yeah, woke up on Monday and I was like, what? Do- oh, I guess I just get out of bed, open up my laptop and I, I, uh, I, I, I work. Yeah. And I've just, I've actually been having trouble being productive yeah but then I spoke to a friend last night about it and she said just don't do anything yeah just have a day off and yeah. so I was going to do that today but we had to do this I'm sorry no I'm, I'm yeah <laughs> it's just it's a joke. so no. is it hard for you to not do anything uh yeah yeah same mm-hmm. same yeah I almost um, need to convince myself why it's okay not to do anything. Yeah. And I'm trying to rework that story. Yeah. You know, in my head. It is. Yeah. It's not a good, yeah. It's interesting. It's it's, ba- it's all the cliche things. It's mm-hmm. balance. It's being present. It's being, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm becoming much more, again, because of the people I'm surrounding myself with, mm-hmm. or, you know, again, friends that you also know. Yeah. I, I, I do think a lot more about, you know, not only what I'm consumption, consuming intellectually, but you know, even like I'm seeing a nutritionist on Monday mm-hmm. that a very good friend of mine, Ben Nempton, who's a great speaker as mm-hmm. well, uh, suggested to me. And like this guy, maybe he's quite expensive, but like he actually intuitively analyzes your body, your does all blood the blood work, all that. Yeah, and yeah. I think even more than that, I, I, I haven't met him, so I'm just yeah. going off what Ben's um, said. And like, you know, he's he's usually drunk, so uh, no, <laughs> no, he's not. Um, but I, I'm trying to understand. But anyway, so I'm much more focused. So I'm going to get yeah. a nutritionist of some sort in my life good. to help me with like, yeah. Just because this will help you sleep. It will help me sleep. I'm uh, yeah. I'm on like a more of a gym routine or a workout routine now. Yeah. Um, you know, therapy is a great thing. I haven't done that in a while, and that really helps mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm much more uh, conscious of trying to Im- implement some sort of routine, getting the right people around yeah. me, so I can you know, be the best version of myself. I've been vegetarian yeah. for ten years. Yeah. Oh wow. And I was in Japan in January with. 
Ben and another incredible guy called Matt Paulson. And the three of us had a ball and we were in a suit. I am waffling, aren't I? No, I love this. Great. Gosh. So I was in a sushi store and- You've got such an interesting life. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I, we were in a sushi place and this guy who was our food guide, he, he, uh, he wasn't Japanese, but he just had this like complete fascination with the culture. He'd lived there for 15 years, married a Japanese girl, um, was brilliant. He was just telling us all the little intricacies of where you put the chopsticks yeah. and this is how you dip in the soy sauce. And I said, oh, I can't eat uh, anything here. I'm vegetarian. And he said, well, do you eat uh, eggs, like chicken eggs? Uh -huh. And I said, yes. And he said, well, you could probably have fish eggs. And that, I was like, oh, I, I never like thought about that. Yeah. So I was like, I, yeah. So I had salmon roe, um, w which was incredible. And I, okay. I instantly, I, it was like a full body sensory Ooh. experience. Ooh. And then he said, try this cod milt. Do you know what that is? No. Sperm. So, uh, yeah, so I had that as a, as a second dish. It was like less appetizing, but... Yeah. Uh, and then Matt, who is a real connoisseur of sushi, uh -huh. kept on eating and he just looked so happy that the two sushi chefs, the artists, that they were just like big and fat and smiling and like super present. I just, I just watched one of them. Like he, he was just so engaged with what he was doing. By the way, if you're a sushi chef, I learned, the first three years in Japan, so I was told, are you only, you're only allowed to deal with the rice. Three years, you don't deal with the fish, you're just rice. You're the rice man. You are a rice man. Uh, he, could, he could guess to like the nearest couple of grains, how many grains of rice were in a sushi roll. Um, Why? Unless he was lying, I don't know. Imagine but... putting that on your Tinder profile, rice man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> so then, so then I, anyway, long story turned boring, but I said to him, "Why?" because he was smiling, yeah. and I was like, why are you so happy? Um, not like, you know, you shouldn't be, but yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. And he said, love your work. Uh, mm. And it just, it was just great. It was a, a moment, we, you know, we, yeah. I recognized that yeah. and we had a moment. Uh, I told him I wouldn't share it with anyone, but anyway. And, and then um, he was like, he, he said, have some sushi. And I, I couldn't say no. So I ended up having so much sushi, having not eaten animals 10 years. Wow. And I had energy for days afterwards. Oh. So now I'm, that's why I'm talking so to a nutritionist. And, uh, I haven't yet. I'm not okay. back back, but. I was like, you're back. Where, do you want to go the, get some steak tonight? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on the edge of, <laughs> okay. you know, bring, you know maybe you're, Maybe you're meant, yeah. you're meant for the meat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you, you mean by know? that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dating isn't going that bad. Okay, yeah. I, yeah okay, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the 100 things yes. thing. Because I realized we, I didn't dive in on this. So what number are you at with the 100 76. Thing? 76. I've just booked, oh, I've just booked this thing. For my, my next, can I tell you about this? Yes. I keep, I keep interrupting you, sorry. No, no. Well, because I, I feel like we need to explain to the viewers, oh, yeah. like, so they just sit down and think of 100 things that would... You don't need 100. You just need one. Okay. Yeah, I had a. I happened to have a hundred. Okay. For anyone watching or listening who's interested in creating a list, um, get a piece of paper and a pen and just start writing down things that you think will make you smile. But then, if you take a, I have this eight-step course on this. So okay. I, I, I where do they, where can they go for the eight-step? Um, uh, I don't email me. I guess. I, yeah. I'll or, link it for you. Yeah. Can yeah, you link it for yes, me? Thank I'll, you. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. And the first four steps are like deep diving. So you okay. can give permission as the first step. Step two is reflection. We get people to write a eulogy. Step three is understanding the spokes to your wheel of life. So from your eulogy, you basically identify the major aspects of your life. So there's usually around 12, commonly shared, there are 12 mm -hmm. um, from travel and adventure, creativity, impact, key relationships, romantic love, physical health, professional development, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People have on average between six and eight okay. spokes. And if you then understand what those fundamental spokes to your life are, things that without you just wouldn't be yourself, you can then start layering goals on top to strengthen the spokes. Oh, cool. We actually get people to rate their spokes. Okay. I actually did this last night with some friends. We catch up every quarter to go through this process. Um, here's a confession. So if you, if you add up the total of all your spokes that you rate, yeah. divide it by the number of spokes, you'll get your will strength essentially, like how on average strength of one spoke okay my strength out of 10 is 5.65 yeah and i was like oh my gosh and the two ones that got me down by the way romantic love and which was like a two and creativity which okay. was a two but i've got very strong spokes at the same time you can't have all strong spokes that's yeah. the other good realization yeah 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 um but so travel and adventure is like 
nine kind yeah. of thing at the moment. Doesn't Physical health's really good. Yeah. Um, and a few others. But anyway, so for, again, back to people starting their list, try and take a step back and understand, well, what are the core aspects of your life? Mm. Once you know those, then layer goals on top. You don't need 100. You can just have one. Okay. You just have one. And that's what I did. Yeah. I just got a piece of paper out and, and went for it. And uh, yeah. So do you like think of things now and you're like, oh, I want to add this to the list? Yeah. Yeah, lists okay. should change because we change as people right. over, the, over right. the years. So then do you go like, you know, the the achiever in me goes, okay, if I have this list, I'm going to put it in my calendar. Is that what you kind of do? Like Sometimes. When can I, oh, dang, I'm going here. I can accomplish that. A hundred percent. Okay. So this has just happened to me. So okay. I, was, I was like, right, I need to tick something from my list, check something from my list. Uh-huh. And I had a look at the remaining items and there was... Three that I, uh, I, I'm actually learning French right now. It's ongoing. I'm learning a classical piano piece ongoing, but I thought what's like a, a one, which is like a one-time thing. Uh-huh. And I've always 70, I think it, no, I think it's number 57 on my list is to um, surf the Pororoca wave, which is the Amazon river. What the in, what? Oh my God. It's amazing. It, so in Brazil, in the Brazilian part on a certain moon, the, it'll change the, tide and it will draw in a wave from the Atlantic which opposes the flow of the river and it goes for like I think 800 kilometers but you can as a surfer surf that wave in the Amazon for like 40 Sick. minutes so I'm I, I, I'm gonna go in August um, I've got I've just got to pay the money now uh, but yeah so I'm just about to do it so some items from your list you can look at and go well okay when can I start the, the answer is usually immediately whether it's just planning, researching, or locking it in. On this yeah. occasion, it's locking it in. Yeah. And then you can just work towards it. Same as a marathon. It's a really good example. You create a timeline based on when the event is and yeah. work backwards, training. Reverse engineer. Yeah. And then other ones are spontaneous. You know, some things just happen very, you know, I, I always wanted to kiss a celebrity, which is harder just to like, you Yeah, know. can we make out? Yeah. But I was doing a talk in Sydney and, yeah. and there was a celebrity on stage and I asked her for a kiss in front of everyone. She said, yes. And so that was just spontaneous. Sharon Osborne, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, Is this on video? Yeah. Okay. We'll link yeah. it. She, yeah. uh, she, yeah. um, it was really funny because she's quite old. Yeah. And, uh, she, she's not old. She's just, you know, thank you for the correct. She's mature. She, yeah. She's mature. Yeah. Wise. Yeah. And, uh, and, and amazing. Yeah. It's so generous. And I, I, in her Q and A, I said, can I, um, I actually saw her and I thought, oh, this would be perfect. I was dating a girl at the time. And, oh, jeez. And I thought, well, she won't mind. Okay. So I text her, my girlfriend. She never oh, got good. back to me. Oh, oh, she didn't get back. No. We're, yeah. We're, we're, um, it, so it was over after that? No, she, she's had kids recently with someone. So okay. she, she's winning. She's okay. Winning. Um, but I went and asked the event organizer. I said, Can, do you mind if I try and kiss Sharon Osborne? And they said, no, we're paying you to be at an event. And then I, I, I felt relief. And then I thought, well, why am I feel relieved if... You know, there's something I want to do and I've been told I can't do it. I should be annoyed. Yeah. So I went back to the event organizer and I said, is there any chance, please, that I could at least ask for a kiss? And she said, no. And then I thought, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So I sat down. I got really nervous. You know that, like, the nerves yes. you feel? Yes. And, and there was, like, it was an amphitheater. There was about a 1,000 people there. There was cameras and stuff because it was Sharon Osborne in Australia. Right. Like, no one goes to Australia. And then I... Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, right, how do I ask her? I was sweating. And there was a Q&A and she said, there's a microphone going around. So I put my hand up Ooh. and then looked down because I still wanted to talk myself out of it. Yeah. And I got the microphone. And, and, and then if you go, if you put the link to the video, they'll see this. But I just said, hey, Sharon, my name's Seb. I'm actually speaking after you. I've got a list of 100 things. Number, I can't remember what number it was, is to kiss a celebrity. Would you be open to it? And she said, get your ass on stage. <gasps> so then I just entered like this twilight zone. I was so, it was so, no, I stood up and I just found that I was walking down towards the stage and, and I was so nervous and petrified that I thought, well, what do I actually have to do here? You know, if you break this goal down, what do I just actually have to do? And I was like, well, I have to get my face in front of her face, essentially, yeah. like yeah. mechanically. That's, yeah. that's how we kiss, yeah. I, I remember. Right. So... I like crouched down and like walked across the stage in front of her and she just grabbed my face and mauled me. She stuck her tongue like that far what? down my throat. She tongued you? Oh my God. Like she tongued like my esophagus and then she bit my lip and it bled. And no. It was one of the greatest kisses I've ever had. And it was in front of everyone. Everyone started clapping and I was like, oh, thanks Sharon. So things like that are spontaneous. So did you get in trouble? No. Oh, so they didn't care. They didn't care. And in retrospect, 
neither do, I wouldn't care if I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. For anyone who's looking to book me, yeah. I'm, I'm not a risk. I'm not a flight risk, <laughs> but I, I, I just thought, oh, come on, it's yeah. no time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't ever remember speaking to that client again, though. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So we kissed. It was. Uh, it Whoa. Was, it was great. And that was on your list. It was on my list. Yeah. So, so and maybe an interesting point here is a lot of people who saw that said to me. Uh, I remember reading a comment on. It made the newspapers in Australia. It was pretty funny. Uh, and someone wrote a comment or emailed me or something and said, "Well, of course you can do that. You're. You're. Uh, they use the word bulletproof. Uh. You're bulletproof." And and I wrote back and I actually wrote an article on it about fear. And again, going back to what I said earlier, you never lose fear. You never, there's not a world where someone becomes impervious to it and you are just so focused and confident that you just walk into any situation and just crush it. That's right. You have to overcome those nerves yeah. and that apprehension and that yeah. trepidation. Yeah. And is trepidation a word? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So yeah, the trepidation. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you get thank you. Yeah. And you get yeah, you and you deal with it differently. Yeah. I used to get nervous and see like a big red light yeah. and stop and go, oh, I can't do that because I don't yeah. know. And go in the other direction. And now over years of just trying, mm-hmm. because if you focus on the things you can control, your actions, you realize you're far more capable than you right. give yourself credit for. Um, over the years, I've just, that red light has now turned into a, gr- a glowing, warm green light. Mm. So anytime I get nervous, mm. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And then just see what happens. Yeah. I mm. feel like a good relationship with fear. Like it's still there, Yeah, but I almost get high on it. Like I have a good, like, oh, like I need to do something fearful. And yeah. then it's a good relationship with it where yeah. then, you know, you're growing. And I feel like you like crushing this list do you feel like you've grown in confidence like do you feel like in perspective like what's the top things that have come from you you know and then ultimately being happier oh gosh yeah <laughs> well I mean I it's a great question I uh, I feel like I live on purpose I, I think that I do things that have personal significance and relevance to me I don't waste my time Typically, we're just doing things or just chatting to people for no reason. Like, right. I still love the adventure of life and the right. unknown. Right. But, yeah, I'm just more comfortable being myself. That, that, that's it. I think, like, it all comes down. I'm, ju- I'm closer to understanding who I am and mm. I'm not scared to be him. Mm. And, and that's it. Oh, yes, for sure, I'm more confident and I yeah. put myself out there. And, you know, I'm more worldly and I've got a bit more wisdom than I did te- 15 years ago. Yeah. And you know, I can talk about goal setting and goal striving till the cows come home. You know, I can talk about many things, which I do on stage or if I write, you know, a book or I can do all that. But just like really personally, I, I'm, uh, if I died today, this is the biggest difference. If 15 years ago, if I died that day that I considered, oh, well, today is my last day. Would I have regret? I would have been upset because I had no fucking idea who I was. Now, if I died today, I'd be ashamed, you know, for those who care about me, I'd be fine. Yeah. That's, that's the difference to me. That's beautiful. That's truly living, Seb. Mm. That's truly living. I'm yeah. so inspired right yeah. now. Yeah. If I, by the way, died after this podcast today, that would suck. What a, it yeah. would suck. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want it. But what a great capture for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to drive so safely on the way you home. Bet, yeah. No, I don't want to die. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, hopefully I've got ages left. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's the thing. That's the thing. You just never actually, you never know. You're truly living. No, this is profound. This is, I think you're, you've been doing this jam for a little bit, but I tell you right now, this is freaking profound. This, mm. like what your message is like, holy shit. Like, am I really living? Mm. Like it, it does bring me to tears and I know we're, we're having fun and it, but it really, really causes you to like look internally and go, Am I really living? What could be more important? Seriously. Genuinely, what could be more important? Oh, I'm pumped about this message. Imagine being on your deathbed. I think about this a lot. Imagine being on your deathbed and you're you're blessed with a moment to properly reflect. You've got your family and your kid or whatever around you. And you, you, in that moment, think about how you've lived. Imagine in that moment going, oh, I should have done that completely differently. Right. Uh, there wouldn't be more of a letdown. You know, you'd probably want to die at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, God. yeah. But the, and the, the way you get to that point and look back and smile knowing 
well, I was absolutely myself. Yeah. I did all the things I really yeah. wanted to try and I connected with the people yeah. and whatever it is for you. Yeah. The way you get to have that being your truth is from the decisions we make today. That's right. Yeah. This is making me like literally want to get up and run. Yeah. Like good. for real. Me too. And just go for it. And I yeah. hope everybody feels that that's watching or listening to this, like freaking just do the damn thing. Yeah. Like you get this one life, like yeah. just lean in, try it. Yeah. And I'm learning this too. It's like, I, yes, I get to talk about it and you know, yeah. a person of influence in the world of goal set, but I'm learning this. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just about to book this thing to the Amazon to surf. I'm nervous. People keep telling there's alligators and like this wave just rips down trees. It's the width of the Amazon and it's scary and it's muddy and it's, there's piranhas and you know, like I, I'm an okay surfer. I'm not the world's greatest surfer. Yeah. And so I'm nervous and that is living. Yeah. It's not like you get to a point and you're like in this ivory tower smoking a cigar and like, well, you know, look at me crushing everything right. completely impervious to fear <laughs> or, or failure. Like th this is it. There is no other. And we all know people who have died. Yeah. We've all got that story. Yes. Some of us may have been di diagnosed with a terminal illness or something. Yeah. I I've got a really good friend. Isn't I tell this story on stage. Do you mind? No. It's a quick one. So my friend Tal, um, in, at 32 years old, was diagnosed with cancer, late stage cancer, given six months to live. Oh, wow. And the doctor said, we can't do anything for you. Go and say goodbye to everyone. So Tal, processing this news on the way home, decided that he would... Uh, prioritize the one goal he'd always put to one side, which for him was to go on a global shopping spree. And he, he didn't have any money. So instead of going right home, he went to four different banks, I think, and got four different credit cards uh, really quickly and then just took off for his last six months as a 32-year-old. And he just went everywhere around the world buying suits and shoes and watches and rings and oh, maybe ones like yours, uh, you know, yeah, everything. Yeah, I would have loved to go <laughs> Last six months on Earth, uh, he spent ninety thousand US dollars, as the doctor told him. Like, you know, last six months, as a thirty-two-year-old. So, you know, you know what happens. Tao survived, and he's in his sixties, and he's healthier than ever. It's like this most heroic story ever. Um, he's in huge debt, and you know, it's pretty funny. But he and he's very well dressed every every day of his life now. I but, bet. And I asked him, "Do you do you regret that? Do you regret doing that?" And he said, "No. The moment I was told." that my life was in jeopardy was the first moment I ever gave myself permission to live. And it's as simple as that. It is permission, which anybody, you or I, anyone watching, listening, is permission. You can be a victim to life, you can be a bystander, or you can just you know, accept the truth, which is we are radically accountable for what we do. It, adversity gifts us with perspective, yeah. which is a, a beautiful, what, sorry, I think I spat on you, yeah. a beautiful way to, to think about it but you don't have to wait for a dark moment. We can all decide yeah. right now to right do now. something. It doesn't have yeah. to be world changing. Right, so good. With yeah. that being said, I think everyone should decide one thing that you're gonna do right now. What's one thing and, and schedule it, do uh, it. And a lot of it's like, you know, we run these courses, right? Yeah. Lot, it's not climbing a mountain necessarily or jumping out of a plane. A lot of it is be kinder to myself. Yeah. Um, start exercising, see a therapist call up somebody and say, I love you. Call up somebody and say, I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, yeah. a bucket list yeah. item. It could be anything as long as it's relevant, mm -hmm. personally relevant. Mm -hmm. you know? What do you think your it factor is? I don't know. What does that mean? Like your it factor, what, what makes you unique? What's your strength? Well, I think we're all What's, unique. Yeah. For sure. So we, that, well, we know, yeah. Uh, but what, what's your gift? Hmm. that you have that no one else has? Uh, I, well, I, I don't know if I, that exists for me. I mean, I, the things that I think I have as my strengths aren't unique. I think a lot of people have them, but I'm certainly getting much better at being myself and I really like communicating and connecting yeah. with people. It's the best. Yeah. That's a damn great good, dancer too. That's such a good it factor. Thank you for being here. This my, is, my joke didn't, I'm not a good dancer. You're not. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, yeah. but I'm but I am good at connecting with people. You're amazing at connecting, and you probably are a good dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You can make up the Seb dance. No, 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 no. Yeah, I feel yeah. I've ruined this whole podcast ah! through through this ending. You did not. I'm sorry. You did not ruin it. This What's your it factor? The ability to be myself and not care and speak my mind and no edits and oh, yeah. and be charismatic. Like what I mean by that is I don't tone myself down and and I had to work through that for years of like yeah am I too much am I you know 
oh, I think you're just enough. Yeah. 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 Well, and another thing about these podcasts is, like, you know, we all get invited on podcasts, and it's. Uh, I just want to say thanks yeah. for, for having me. Yeah. You didn't have to have me. I wanted I, I really to. I'm so it. blessed by this conversation, like truly. Yeah. No, me too. Thank you. Yeah, you're incredible. So, where can people find you? Uh, I live in Venice. Okay. So, I like, just like, no, not his house. Okay. Oh, uh, I live on 19th Ave. Uh, I'm no. Usually, no. Uh, so I, I do though. It's a true 22. So um, I but said. Uh, Instagram said 100 things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we'll link everything. Yeah. You're please do. I am a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, I, I, what else I'm going to link is one of your keynotes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So send me one of your, I will your best one. I just had a keynote in Malta with, uh, Andrea Bocelli. It was so epic. Yeah. He, he, I opened and he closed. Um, I say that like we're a team. Like yeah, we're not, but, yeah, uh, like we did this together. I was like hundred yards yeah. of it. But um, yeah, that was that was really fun. I'll try and send you that one, maybe. Send me that one. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you.